3: Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac signs with you alongside my co-host, NFL safety JJ Wilcox, and I got to tell you what, JJ, it's great to be back on the podcast. Of course, uh, I was off in week number seventeen. We were away for the holidays, but now we're back, and I know there was uh, a lot that happened, especially on Monday Night Football. We're going to get into that just in a few moments. But JJ, I want to check in on you first, man. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. All is well, man. Like you say, uh, holidays was a blessing. I got a chance to spend some good quality time with my kids and family. brought the New Year's in the same way. Uh, And like you say, uh, Monday night kind of threw me for a loop and threw me for a circle. Um, Just what we've seen, I know we'll get more in depth, but man, I had a great holidays and a great New Year's, man. It's good to be back on set. How about your way? No, I'm
3: doing good, man. I uh, was able to spend some time with family and rejuvenate a little bit and uh, did pick up an illness along the way. But, uh, you know, working through that and just glad to be back here on the podcast. Certainly did miss you know, our weekly podcast. And I want to get into the Damar Hamlin situation, you know, that it was a very scary situation when he Went down on Monday night and then he got up quickly then collapsed and it really shook and rattled the NFL community and everybody who watches football and not just football fans but everybody was very concerned about DeMar Hamlin and what was going on and and the urgent care that was being provided, CPR and all the players, the raw emotions and it was a tough sight to take in. The game was suspended 7-3, the Bengals were leading the Bills, they called off the game He's taken to the hospital there in Cincinnati and just a lot of prayers, a lot of sadness, uh, a lot of confusion for many of his teammates. But I'm very excited to announce, JJ, this morning that we received a very positive update from the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to read the statement. It says, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement. Over the past 24 hours, while still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. And that was, in quote, from the Buffalo Bills this morning. That was put out just about an hour ago. And word is, JJ, he is awake. He is responsive. He is holding the hands of his family that are bedside right by him. So, great news.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that is um, a very remarkable news, man. Uh, I'm so grateful to hear that. Um, I, I know my family have we have extended our hands, still have our hands extended to his and he, uh, to his family as well, uh, to his family, to his friends, to him, and um, everything surrounding him with the Buffalo Bills and all the NFL and, like I say, fans of football as well. Uh, he's definitely been in my thoughts and prayers because I was I've been on that side. Of stepping in between the white lines and playing at a uh, for over eight years in the league and, and playing the way I played, you know, it's a blessing to kind of come out of it. And I think, man, we get overlooked in a certain sense the things that we have to go through to put our bodies through um, on a yearly basis to go out here perform before hours, you know, to give the, the fans and play the game that we love. So um, it, it's definitely uh, hit home with me and my family as well. And um, like I said, I'm just so blessed because I want to take this time. I took this time this week. I pushed everything back just to focus on him and make sure I was there to give him my courtesy, my love, my thoughts, my prayers and everything. So that is great news to hear that. I'm so blessed and um, astounded to hear that. What
3: a blessing it is. And, and all praise to God and the power of prayer, right? It just goes into Amen. that. And we had everybody, the whole nation, the whole world praying for Damar Hamlin and You know, he went into cardiac arrest, JJ, after being hit and his heartbeat was restored by the medical personnel. That's what the Bills had said in an earlier statement. And so this was a very, very serious matter. But the fact that it has taken a turn for the positive and he is now awake and just uh, glory to God, there's nothing else to say but just praise him. And, of course, huge shout out to all those medical officials there in Cincinnati that tended to him quickly and have been giving him and his family the utmost respect care and updates and this also goes to all the medical officials jj not just the ones in cincinnati but this goes without saying but so many of these people these heroes they go to work every single day they, yeah. their work doesn't get praised. they don't get a lot of the limelight but i gotta say man without them being out in our communities in hospitals in emts where would we be without those type of people it certainly is a ministry and i'm so grateful for them
2: Yes, absolutely. Like I said, all heroes don't wear capes. You know, they may wear um, different things, suit ties and, and other clothes as well. But, um, yes, without those people, because I've been on the injury side as well, and they don't get enough praise for what they do. They're in there clocking in 8 in the morning. And sometimes they'll leave it midnight at night, sometimes depending on how crowded things is. So uh, thank you as well to medical staff and emergency staff and all other heroes out there as well that don't get enough recognition as they should. I'm grateful for you, we're grateful for you, and thank you as well.
3: Just so ecstatic, you know, to have that update, and that's part of the reason why I I bumped the podcast from Tuesday, just so we could hear some more positive news, and that's exactly what we got this morning. So, JJ, you know, I know you played the game, I know it struck you a certain way, but man, I'm I'm glad you're on the podcast today, you know, I'm glad that you're Mm -hmm. able to join and and discuss some of these matchups as we move for Week 18, man, but... Also, my thoughts and prayers were with you as well because I know that it definitely did impact you in a certain way.
2: Yes, yes, I thank you, Isaac. I thank you. I think we've been in contact um, a little bit before that happened in the holidays, and you know, even this week as well. And for then giving me the time and the space. Um, And um, just to kind of get my head right and get out of it because it was, it did hit home for me, um, just because I actually, you know, like I say, for all the reasons i stated before. But thank you, man. And I'm glad to be back on here as well. Like I say, therapy comes in different ways. And I'm just glad to be able to get it out there today. So thank you.
3: Well, I'm glad I could be a resource, man. And uh, you know what? Let's get into some Week 18 football. It's that time, man. And so really quick before we get into these matchups that we're going to have some football on Saturday. But Taking a quick glimpse at the playoff picture, there are some teams that are in the running for these last spots in the playoffs. And so you look at the AFC, JJ, right now, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they clinched their division, the Bills as well. Cincinnati, now, of course, the NFL hasn't made up their mind about what's going to happen with that Bills-Bengals game. It does have mm-hmm. implications on seating. I don't know if they're going to go with uh, win percentages. They have yet to make an announcement, but we know for sure. On Saturday night, the AFC South title is on the line. The Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans, the winner of that game, will win the AFC South and will host a playoff game. And then right now, the Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, those are the three teams that are looking to clinch that final seed in the AFC. Here's some of the scenarios. Mm -hmm. J.J. Patriots, they clinch a playoff berth with a win over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday or a Miami loss to the New York Jets plus a Pittsburgh loss to the Cleveland Browns, and a mm. Jacksonville win over Tennessee. Now the Dolphins, they clinch a playoff berth with a win over the Jets, plus a Patriots loss to the Bills, and then the Steelers who are clinging on here with a win over the Browns, a Patriots loss to the Bills, and a Dolphins loss to the New York Jets. So those are the three teams in the AFC that are looking to get in with some help.
2: And um, those are some good teams that have been playing some great ball. Uh, Miami have kind of took in a different swing um, down downshifted a little bit for the last few weeks. Uh, tour health is, I think, is a big concern for Miami because we see the difference when he is on the field and when he's off. And uh, for Buffalo and the Steelers, like I told you before, man, um, I know i have be saying a lot of different things. But uh, I did say Pittsburgh was going to be a dark horse team to eventually sneak in there. And to get in the playoffs as well. So it just goes to show you, man, that this league, you know, you can't take anything for lightly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how you start, it's all about how you finish, and that's an anything in life. So I'm excited to see how these next few games play out um, on this last, you know, last week, to see things kind of go into it. Um, if you'd have told me Tennessee Titans would have been playing Jacksonville, I would have told you, get out of here. But like I say, the AFC wasn't as strong. I said that back in the beginning of the year. Um, the AFC South wasn't as, as strong as it usually be. So uh, um, I'm excited to see Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a lot of momentum. There'll be some very good teams. Uh, Tennessee has kind of like I say, took in the trip, took in the, uh, the back seat as well, kind of like Miami have. They started out hot, and I told you they got to be able to push the ball down the field and do some different things on the, the offensive side of the ball. So um, it'll be interesting to see how these next, this, next uh, this week here, this weekend, play out with these teams on the playoff cuff.
3: I was also on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers train. I picked them in several weeks because I just believed in them and somehow some way they had given themselves a shot. To get into the playoffs, of course, they would need some things to fall in their favor outside of a win. But now, really quick, at the NFC, JJ, there are three teams in particular that are fighting for that seventh seed in the NFC. Of course, number one, the Eagles, two Niners, three Vikings, four Buccaneers. They clinched the NFC South. And right now, locked in at five is Dallas, and then at six is the New York Giants. Now, the Packers, who are on a four-game win streak, all they need to do, J.J., is win over the Lions, and they are into the postseason. As crazy as a season it has been in Lambeau, they are one win away from getting into the postseason. Again, that goes back to your point, just how crazy, how many twists, how many turns these teams go through in a season, but the Packers getting hot at the right time. Now, the Lions, they can clinch a playoff berth, with a win over the Green Bay Packers and a Seattle loss to the Los Angeles Rams, and then the Seahawks. They can clinch a berth with a win over the Rams, and they need the Packers to lose to the Detroit Lions. Now, there is a little bit of not everybody is happy with the way the NFL scheduled Week 18, JJ, because Green Bay and Detroit, they're playing on Sunday night football, and the Seahawks are playing at 3.30. And so they're saying if the Seahawks take care of business over the Los Angeles Rams, then that essentially knocks out the Lions from playoff contention before they even kick off against the Packers. And so the Seahawks are saying that's kind of not fair because if we take care of our business, the Lions, essentially, they're no longer playing for a playoff spot. And so they wonder, well, what happens if Detroit's not going to make that full-out effort to beat Green Bay because the Seattle Seahawks need Green Bay to lose, right? And so Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of controversy with the scheduling, but those are the scenarios. It's either going to be Green Bay, Detroit, or Seattle to get that last spot in the NFC. And so... Right now, though, I have to say, it certainly seems like Green Bay has the upper hand.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers doing great things over this last few weeks. They've kind of taken the ball out of his hand and put it into the two running backs that he has, that defense. I don't think that defense is getting enough praise for how they've stepped up week after week after week and shung teams out. They got one of the best third down and second half team defenses in the league, and that is tremendous. That is hats off to the front office. That's hats off to the staff of coming out with a game plan at the second half to stop and shut down offenses. And it's a hat to Aaron Rodgers and that offense as well, because all the odds was against them. We were throwing away Aaron Rodgers. I know I surely was in the fact that you know he didn't have the weapons that he's usually have at his arsenal but he's still playing great football. So that Green Bay team is a scary team because, like I said, a lot of things um, in this month of December uh, um, and in the month of January now um, is because uh, you make things different, you know, playing in limbo and going here and doing different things. The team is hot, and uh, they're going into some scenarios where they, they might have the open hand going into some different, um, different playoff complications. So my hats off to Green Bay. They're a scary team. Detroit Lions have done a lot of great things as well. And Seattle has too. You know, we, we never thought Seattle would be a playoff team. I know for sure I didn't with what all they had going on with the quarterback carousel and the way Geno's played this year. My um, hats off to him as well for stepping up and playing elite football with a team that had little to no chance at all coming into the season. So um, I'm excited with the NFC as well.
3: All right. So the number one seed is still up for grabs in the NFC. The Eagles can clinch with any of the following. They beat the Giants. They are the number one seed. They're also the NFC's champions. They can also clinch the number 1 seed if the Cowboys lose to the Commanders and the 49ers lose to the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers can clinch the number 1 seed in the first round by the NFC with a win over the Cardinals and the Eagles lost to the Giants and the Cowboys still in the running as crazy as that sounds. They can clinch the number 1 seed with a win at the Commanders and Eagles lost to the Giants plus a 49ers loss to the Cardinals. Now, the NFC East is still up for grabs as well. The Eagles Just as stated, very simple. They win. They beat the Giants. They are the NFC's champs. Cowboys, they can win the NFC's with a win at Washington. And of course, an Eagles loss versus the Giants. Now, I won't get into the number one seed scenarios for the AFC just because the NFL has yet to announce what they're going to do with that Bills-Bengals game. I do want to get into some of these picks, JJ. And so on Mm -hmm. Saturday, the Chiefs, the first game of the afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Kansas City, 13-3 at the Las Vegas Raiders, who were eliminated from playoff contention after last weekend's loss, 6-10. They're starting Jared Stidham, and Stidham actually looked pretty darn good against the San Francisco 49ers. But, J.J., here, I like Kansas City. Although it will be tough, the Raiders have played Kansas City. Very, very challenging these last couple of matchups, and so I fully expect a rejuvenated Raiders team with Jared Stidham at the helm to give Kansas City a run for their money. They would love to spoil their number one seed chances, but I will still pick the Kansas City Chiefs here, 31-24. The Kansas City defense, JJ, has fallen off a little bit these last several weeks. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes playing to the MVP caliber level he is, Kansas Mm -hmm. City would be in trouble. But because Patrick Mahomes is still healthy and Jarek McKinnon continues to be a big Mm -hmm. factor on offense, I'm going with Kansas City here. Yes, sir, 31-24.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Anytime you get into the late season with these conference rivals, it can get tricky uh, we've seen that in multiple times with teams that we never thought we might beat them but just because the rival and the way they play them twice a year it's a lot of film that that team a lot of camaraderie these teams have and know each other weakness and weakness and strengths as well but i like what you said for all the reasons Mahomes, kelsey and jerry mckinney man um georgia southern um standout alumni i played with him for over three years at georgia southern and he's doing a great job coming come in for clyde and taking over the Rams and giving them actually a mismatch out of the backfield. I think that's been beneficial for Mahomes. We know how Mahomes like to get the ball down the field, but handing off the jerk and even dumping it off to him could turn into a big play. And I think that added some extra power to that offense, uh, to what Kansas City can do as well. And like you say, I like what the Raiders are doing. Devontae Adams is playing elite. We knew that going into it. Um the running game as well. Kansas City defense, like you say, haven't been at, at, as as good as they, as as it was. Mid season and, 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 and early on in the season as well And like we know the, the type of one game that the Raiders develop uh, with Jacobs and everything else. So um, it's going to be a close one. But I think for all the reasons and the playoff complications that everything that comes into these late these latest games, I think Kansas City is going to take care of business
3: the AFC South title Saturday night 8:15 p.m. Eastern time ESPN Tennessee coming in limping JJ on a losing streak seven and nine they were seven and four I think they're on a five game losing streak so not where you want to be the Jaguars meanwhile interplay on a win streak eight and eight JJ I like the Jaguars here. I've been in on Duvall, big fan of Doug Peterson, the job he's been able to do. And I know, remember earlier, JJ, the Jaguars, they were a team that like one week they would get hot and they would look great. And then the next week they would get obliterated and embarrassed, right? But I feel yeah. like they've really been able to find that consistency. Doug Peterson has been able to really sit down with Trevor Lawrence and, get him playing the right way in that right offensive formation. And then of course, when you have playmakers on the outside, like Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, and also how about Evan Ingram was emerged as a very big tight end signing there in Jacksonville, Travis Etienne for over a thousand yards and defensively, you know, your guy, Foye Uluakan making plays and leading the NFL in tackles. And so right now, I mean, Jacksonville, they're firing in all cylinders. I'd like them to take care of business. Clinch the AFC South on Saturday night, JJ. twenty seven seventeen, Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it is worth noting that the Titans will start Josh Dobbs for a mm-hmm. second consecutive week. So it'll be Dobbs to take on Jacksonville. But, JJ, I just don't see Tennessee with a path to victory here.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, all they needed to do was believe. And I think Doug Peterson, he did a great job of coming in and helping this quarterback get to the next level. And Trevor Lawrence, we knew the talent that he had at Clemson. We knew the talent that he can bring and also the, the leader that he is. And I think that offense have circled around him, and they just believe. You know, in this league, anything is possible, but you have to put the belief in and put the work in. And that's what Jack Smith has done. It was a roller coaster team midway through the season. They uh, have beat some teams. They even played in some close games with some teams as tops in the NFC with the Eagles and, and the sword. So – Uh, There was a team that had everything on paper to do what they had to do, and they're doing it, man. They're playing, and that head coach, my hat's off to him to help him get this elite quarterback over the hump to see what the potential that he has. So I'm grateful. Or Peter saying I'm grateful for Lawrence as well to get the support that he needed to be, get to the level he needed as well. And that defense, my hat's off to Caldwell, with the defensive coordinator coming from Todd Bowles' defense. We knew that was going to be tough against the run with four-year in that middle. That just put an estimation point on that to emphasize that. And the secondary is playing good, too. So I like Jacksonville, Jack Lawrence to go against Tennessee. Uh, I played with Donald's daughter Dodd as a good quarterback. He deserves the right to get on the center and start. And, you know, we might see something different from Dobbs having another week underneath his belt to practice get comfortable with some of the receiver cores. Um, I don't know if Gary Henry would be back, um, but they would add an extra load off of him as well. So with all the reasons I do like Jacksonville to take care of business, I think they're going to load the box up, stop the run, and make it hard for Dobbs to push the ball down the field.
3: Now, this game doesn't have any playoff implications, so we'll go through these matchups relatively quick. Buccaneers, they already locked into their four seed. They're going to take on the Falcons 6-10. The report is that Tampa Bay is going to play their starters, JJ. So for those reasons, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers here, 24-20. You know, Tom Brady wants to get another game, get that offense going into a rhythm because they have been very stagnant for much of the year. And so you bet Tampa wants to get going, have a good showing before the playoffs. And so I think they're able to get that done. 24-20. Give me
2: the Bucs. Yeah, um, I think the Falcons, I like what Ritter has done over the last few weeks. He stepped up. He shows improvement. Um, The running game has taken a little bit of a bite off due to injuries, uh, but they still have a two-headed monster back there as well. I like what the Bucs is doing. Um, I want to see the Bucs come out hot. I think they have enough to pull this game off in Atlanta, so give me Tampa Bay as well.
3: Patriots at Bills now here's a game that means something the Patriots win and they're in going to Buffalo to take on the Bills New England 8-8, Bills 12-3, pending that makeup game with the Cincinnati Bengals. But, J.J., you know, as much as I would like to see New England get into the postseason, I mean, the Bills, I think they're still going to be playing tough because they want to make sure they can ensure the highest possible seed in the AFC. They'll be at home, coming off those emotions with Lamar Hamlin. You know they're going to want to get it done for him. I think yeah. the Bills are able to really run away with this game, 29-16 over the New England Patriots. In the end, the Patriots haven't shown enough offensively with Mac Jones and Matt Patricia calling plays. It's been too up and down for New England. JJ, the Bills, you know, they're going to lock it down. I think they're yeah. going to be motivated and they're also going to want to again put on a clinic for number 3 Demar Hamlin. So, with all that being said, give me the Bills here.
2: Yeah, moisture is going to be high that game. I think Buffalo um, comes out with uh, firing on all cylinders. Um, I think they know that this game is a lot bigger than them. Uh, like you say, they playing for number three. Um, I, I, for all of those reasons, I, I think that Buffalo just have enough firepower. And then just emotionally, it's going to be you know emotional game for for both sides to be honest. But I think Buffalo getting like I say have enough. on the offensive side of the ball to attack the Patriots' defense, which has been the, the bell cow for their season this season, but um, give me Buffalo Bills to take care of business. Vikings
3: 12 and 4 at the Bears, 3 and 13. This one has no playoff implications. Minnesota, they already won their division. Now, of course, Minnesota, they had a shot at that first round bye after last week's loss to the Packers. They're no longer running for a number one seed in that first round bye. So they're just playing to get into a good rhythm before the playoffs. JJ, here, I like Minnesota as. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus announced yesterday that Fields has a hip strain, so he will not play. It'll be Nathan Peterman under center for Chicago, Minnesota. I think they need this win, J.J., after getting dismantled by the Green Bay Packers. So I'd like the Vikings to get the job done.
1: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. ba here 24-21. This is a bounce-back game for them. Although Chicago, they're playing teams very tight, JJ. And that defense in Chicago has really turned some corners. But Minnesota, I expect them to come out on top.
2: Yeah, um, I think it's a game for Kirk Cousins to come out. And to do some different things as well. We know what Davin Cook can provide out of the backfield, um, as well as the defense as well. As the defense can only do so much without the help of the offense. So I'm excited to see how Cook Cousin responds. This'll be a test. This will be a pre-game warm-up before the playoffs, like you said. And um and for those reasons, I like um Minnesota to win as well. Hopefully Chicago. Well, I do wanna see Justin Fields, man, get on the better end of the stick moving forward in the next few um, weeks and you know hopefully next year as well too. So uh, give me uh, Minnesota Vikings to take care of business.
3: The Texans two thirteen and one at the Colts four eleven and one. JJ, the Texans can clinch the number one overall pick with a loss in Indianapolis on Sunday. And uh, I have to say, I think they have a shot to beat the Colts uh-huh. here. You know the Texans have actually played a lot of teams very close, and right now the Colts will start. Sam Ellinger in the season finale because Nick Foles is now dealing with that rib injury. But give me the Texans here, JJ. You know, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith, you know, he wants to win this game. He is a competitive guy, defensive minded guy. And, you know, he has had this team in positions to win. And there's some rumors out there that the Texans may be moving on from Lovey Smith. And so Lovey Smith may just say, you know what? As my co-way present, I'm going to win this game, and I'm going to take away that number one overall pick from you because if you're going to short me that way, you know I at least want to go out as a winner. And Indianapolis, JJ, under Jeff Saturday, they have just not looked good at all. Houston has been the better team over these last several weeks. And so give me Houston here in a low-scoring game,
2: 19-16 over the Colts. Man, you must have read my mind because I was definitely calling my upset this week. Um, I don't know how much upset it would have been due to the fact that uh, the Colts, man, it's just been a disappointing season for them um, overall. I know it has a lot going on with the with the coaches carousel up there and the Jeff Saturday. They came in and got the first victory, but ever since then they haven't looked like a complete team. I think they've really at this point kind of just wash their hands and want to just get healthy and get into the next season and see what next year brings. I like what uh, Texas and Houston play. Some, they playing tough. Like I said, they have been to some close games with some good teams. And, you know, we know the quarterback situation that they have. But they're a team be able to be on the look out for next year. And I think they have enough in the tank to get past this coach team who's just depleted and kind of, you know, giving up at this time due to the fact. So give me Houston, Texas as well to take care of business.
3: Jets. 7 and 9 eliminated from the playoffs already. They're going to Miami to take on the Dolphins 8 and 8. This is a Dolphins team that very well could be starting rookie quarterback Skylar Thompson on Sunday. This is because Tua remains in concussion protocol. Bridgewater has a dislocated pinky on his throwing hand and so they signed Mike Glennon so it'll be Skylar Thompson it looks like and the Dolphins need to win this game, and they need to get a Patriots loss to clinch a playoff berth, and so I do expect the Dolphins, JJ, to find a way to get this win at home with their playmakers on the perimeter, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. It has not been a pretty stretch of football for the Miami Dolphins. They're on a losing streak, but they're back at home against a Jets team that are playing spoilers, JJ, and a team that would love Mm -hmm. to end the Dolphins' season, so this is going to be a tough one, But I'm going to give it to Miami here to keep their playoff hopes alive, 23-20
2: over the Jets. Hey, not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go upset. I'm going with the Mean Green Machines up in Big Apple. Um, I think the Jets just match up um, cornerback-wise. Probably one of the best matches up that you'll see with Sauce Gardner and Waddle and Tyreek Hill and on the other side with DJ Reed as well. I think they do a good job. I think they do a good job of a run as well for Miami, which Miami has been mediocre when it comes to running the ball. And um, like I said, the matchup was outside. is going to be evenly matched up, so you don't have a, a big disadvantage on the outside like the Miami Dolphins is kind of used to. So for that reason, I think the Jets are not going to go out. They came in hot, doing some a lot of great things. They fell off, but I think they're going to end the season on a good note. And um, and I think they got a chance to take care of business against the Miami team. I think that offense without two on the center, the Miami Dolphins just haven't looked the same. For that reason, I like the New York Jets.
3: All right, Panthers 6-10 and 10 at the Saints, 7-9. No playoff implications here, JJ. I like the Saints, though, to finish out the win. Annie Dalton has played really well, and they have headed in the right direction. Unfortunately, they had a couple of close games. Had they gone their way, especially that game in Tampa, maybe the Saints had a shot at the division. Unfortunately, they don't. Both teams are eliminated, but give me the
2: Saints here. Yeah, uh, I think the Panthers... Uh... They do a good job running the ball, doing some things um, offensively and defensively. They play good games. I didn't expect for them to even get here. They wasn't a chance to actually win the NFC South, which is uh, which is hats off to us. Steve Wilkes and what he's done in that small town that he's there. Um, but I think things they went up, took care of business. It's a good team in Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, I think they just built a comfort as we always knew that they had the talent on their team on both sides but we just had to put it together. It can show you you can have the team on paper, but if you don't actually play as a team, it's pointless. So I like what the Saints have done over the last few weeks. I think they take care of business this last game against the Panthers.
3: Browns 7-9 at the Steelers 8-8 of course Browns in a very similar situation out of the playoffs they would love to end the Steelers season with a win on the road but I got to tell you what I'm riding with Pittsburgh here 2017 JJ Kenny Pickett has turned me into a believer he is a very dynamic quarterback a guy that is calm cool collected in pressure and then Najee Harris has really turned it on this Mm -hmm. last half of the season you're seeing Pickens come around Deontay Johnson the defense is playing playing better. TJ Watt now is fully healthy. I like Pittsburgh to get after Deshaun Watson, and I think a win here from Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin's crew, they'll keep their playoff chances alive here, but Pittsburgh definitely playing some really good football.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm not going against the Steelers anymore. They came down to the Atlanta Falcons, took care of business. They haven't looked back since. They've done a good job. with uh, Kenny Pickett, he's done a good job of getting outside the pocket, extending plays. The receivers are doing a good job. The O-line is doing a good job of moving people up front. Nigel Harris is just doing what he's been doing for a while, even back at Alabama. And I'm I'm just glad to see the running game back in business in Pittsburgh. That's what we know Pittsburgh for. Um, It's the running game of the hardcore playing physical, and that's what the defense is doing as well. T.J. Watt is coming off the edge. And doing some great things. I think he's getting back into his mid-season form since he's been down with that pick injury as well. I like what Mikayla's doing in the back end. Um, Give me Pittsburgh Steelers to go against the Cleveland Browns, which is going to be tough because they, like I said, they're compass rivals, and it's always difficult playing those rivals because they know everything about you. But I think Pittsburgh has a lot to play for, also not only with the playoffs but also the. The season records of being over five hundred with Mike Tumlin, I think that um, they wanted, they owe that to him and the respect that he's got in that locker room. I think Pittsburgh has a lot more behind playing than um, the Cleveland Browns. So give me Pittsburgh.
3: Dallas Cowboys 12 and 4 playing for the NFC East and a potential number one seed, still alive, as mentioned earlier in the podcast. Going to take on the Washington Commanders 7 8 1. Washington is eliminated from playoff contention last weekend. They will be starting a rookie quarterback, Sam Howell, out of North Carolina, who does have some talent, and so I'm intrigued to see how he looks. But Dallas. You know, by all accounts, JJ, the secondary hasn't looked very good. And so this is a game where you can get some of the younger corners, some playing time. Nation right. I saw an interception against Tennessee last weekend. Get a guy like him some more snaps before the playoffs. In the end, I like the Dallas Cowboys here. 20 to 16. I don't know how long the starters will play. I do think the plan is to have them start. We'll see, I guess, how the game progresses. They will be playing at the same time as the Eagles and the 49ers. And so I'm sure they'll have some people on the sidelines keeping tabs on what's going on elsewhere. But the Dallas Cowboys, this is a game that they can win, continue to build momentum into the playoffs. Even if they don't get that NFC East or the number one J.J., you know it as a player, it's always important to end the season with the win with that momentum riding mm-hmm. into the postseason. I think they get that job done against a very tough physical Washington team especially that front seven with Payne and Allen and so it's going to be a test especially with Tyler Biotish he's out with that high ankle sprain so they're going to have to shift some of those O linemen around but Dallas I think they come out on top here 20 to 16 in a low scoring game.
2: Yeah, uh, no, the Commanders, they did a lot of good jobs, man. I, I I didn't necessarily agree with the Carson Wentz pool. I think Tyler um, Heineken gave them a better chance. Uh, Taylor, I'm sorry, yeah, did a better job of giving them an actual chance. Like I say, they're a different team when they play with him underneath center. I don't know if it's commodity that he builds in the locker room or what he does in that defense as well. But I think the Dallas know what they have to do. I think they know what's at stake. They're gonna do for all the reasons. They're gonna see what kind of depth they have going into the uh, the uh, the postseason, and for all those reasons, I think they get it done. To take care of business and get ready for the playoffs, give me Dallas Cowboys.
3: Ravens ten and six at the Bengals eleven and four. This game could very well decide the division. JJ, the Bengals though, I like them here in this matchup. Again, another team that had to deal with that Demar Hamlin situation, and so I know a lot of their players have been rattled. I know DJ Reader, he's a player that has been been a little bit outspoken about how he's trying to figure out how he feels about playing on Sunday, but. Cincinnati, make no mistake about it, they're led by Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor showed a tremendous amount of just respect and appreciation for the Bills and You know, I've always been a big fan of Zach Taylor. He's a Nebraska Husker, right? So the Bengals, though, JJ, they're on another level right now. They're executing. You saw that even early in that game against Buffalo. They went down the field and scored with ease. You know, this is an offense that is firing on all cylinders in the Ravens. Meanwhile, they don't look like they're going to get Lamar Jackson back before the end of the regular season. And so Tyler Huntley has had his struggles. Greg Roman, the OC there in Baltimore, taking a lot of heat. I like the Bengals here to win this game. They're officially the AFC North champions after a victory. So 27-14, I expect Joe Burrow and company to get the job
2: done. Yeah, I like what Domingo's doing. Um, my hat's is off to the organization, the head coach, and the way those players um, showed their support uh, for Hamlin and the way they handled that situation on Monday night. Um, a lot of people said, I can say different things, but you don't know until you're actually inside of that and doing it in the Bengals organization, my hat's off to them, the players, the respect, and the more they show. Um, and for all of those reasons, I think the emotion is going to be high. My prayers is out for Higgins as well. Um, I think he kind of get a look in the sense because I think he was um, sort of involved with it. We all know, you know, he didn't do anything intentionally or purposely, but my hats and prayers is off to him and his family as well and his way and being. But when it comes to playing football between the lines, those guys, the Bengals right now is red hot. They know what's at stake. I think they're tired of hearing the Kansas City Chiefs, this and that. And they want to go out here and show and prove that they're a team to beat in the AFC. So get that for those reasons. Give me Cincinnati to take care of business.
3: Chargers 10-6 and 6 at the Broncos, 4-12. and 12. This is a tune-up game for the Chargers. Nothing to play for seating-wise. They're already into the playoffs, JJ. Uh, Broncos have been playing tough, though. You know, they're hanging in there. And Russell Wilson, they change play callers. So this could be a trap game for the Chargers here. But Justin Herbert... As long as those starters are out there, JJ, I like LA to get a big win, continue this Win streak entering the playoffs, 23-17. Give me the Chargers here. I also like how Austin Eckler has been able to really show some production on the ground. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they're healthy. And Justin Herbert is showcasing what he can do when he's got a supporting cast as talented as those two guys. So the Chargers, I think they take care of business. They get a win here
2: on the road. Yeah, the Chargers, they're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, the defensive form is getting back. I had my um, defensive MVP MVP uh, finally getting back into his uh, form in, uh, in Boza. So, And Cleo Mack on the outside during James, is. we know what he can do. And the cornerbacks as well outside is playing some good ball. So the Chargers are getting healthy at the right time. I'm excited to see what they can do in the playoffs. Their offense, we knew the firepower they had. And um, I like what they're bringing on the table offensively, defensively, and special team as well. So give me the Chargers.
3: Giants 9-6-1 and one. they're in the playoffs for the first time in I think six years JJ so you know the Giants fans are fired up Eagles 13-3 and, and of course we still don't know the status on Jalen Hurts head coach Nick Sirianni hasn't really been committal about whether he's going to start this weekend but the, the Eagles know the stakes right they couldn't get mm-hmm. the job done the last two weeks Now they have one more chance with the win. They can clinch the NFC East. They can clinch the number one seed in a playoff bye. And so they're going against a Giants team that, of course, there is bad blood between the Giants and Eagles. They don't like each other, big rivals. But I don't think the Giants will be playing their starters all that much, JJ, just because they've already locked in to that number six Mm. seed and they really don't have anything to play for. No need to risk injuries to Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. So I think the Eagles get the job done here finally, 30-16 to
2: 16 over the Giants. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be the battle of the depth right here. This is going to show you your second screens, your third screens, who have the better team in the depth. I think overall Philadelphia on paper has the upper hand when it comes to depth and what they're shown because they've been hit by the injury bug as well before. And We all understand that the Giants have two and they just don't look the same when they don't have their starters out there. But I think for all the reasons they have, they clean the playoff berth. And I think Philadelphia has just enough to get over the edge when it comes to depth to win this game. So give me Philadelphia.
3: Cardinals 4-12 at the 49ers. 12-4, and you know the Niners, they win, Eagles lost. They get that number one seed. They already clinched the NFC West, JJ. Cardinals are going to start David Blau again. So this should be a lopsided win for the Niners. And you know that defense wants to bounce back after their worst performance of the season last week in Las Vegas against Jarrett Stidham, who kind of shredded them apart, which was a little bit uncharacteristic from Demeco Ryan's unit. JJ, I expect a bounce-back performance here. Niners route the Cardinals 30-13. to
2: Just playing some good ball defensively. I think they've, uh, with hand, I think they've got Brock playing some great football at an elite level right now, and I think that's going to be a lot of motivation and, and, and momentum going into the playoffs. And I think the Cardinals... We all know um, kind of the situation they have going on. They got a lot going on up there, but uh, 49ers here to take care of business easily, get ready to get it to make this playoff run, so give me the 49ers.
3: All right, now moving on, the Rams at the Seahawks, Rams 5-11, and Seattle, we talked about their playoff scenarios, JJ, they need a win and a Packers loss to get into the postseason. This game will be at 425 p.m. Eastern time. I like Seattle to get the win here, but close 24 16. Don't discount the Rams and Baker Mayfield, who's been playing some pretty good football ever since arriving in LA. This is a Rams team again, divisional rivals. They would love to spoil the party, but Seattle at home in front of the 12th man. I think they're able to squeak out a win here. JJ Kenneth Walker will be pivotal for the Seahawks on the ground, and then, of course, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the outside making big plays
2: down the field. Give me Seattle by a touchdown. Yeah, um, it's going to be a close game. Like I say, the Rivals Conference, everybody know each other well. They got enough film out there to study each other and do the things that they need to do to get the upper edge on their opponent. But I think Seattle, like I said, they have a little bit more to play for. I think the Rams right now are just trying to make it out healthy and looking to the next season. But Seattle, they have a lot to prove. I think they want to go out there. I think they want to actually get into this playoff because anything can happen once you get into the playoffs. And I think just because a little bit of motivation that Seattle has and a little bit more um, playoff things to play at and more in the state, I think Seattle goes and take care of business. Give me um, Seattle Seahawks. All
3: right. Now the granddaddy of them all, J.J., Sunday night football, the Detroit Lions, 8-8 eight and eight at the Green Bay Packers, 8-8. Eight and eight. Sunday, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time, NBC. The lights will be bright at Lambeau Field. Another divisional clash in the NFC North. And this one will determine who gets that final spot in the playoffs. JJ, I did talk about the scenarios. Green Bay, it's simple. Win and they're in. The Lions, meanwhile, they need to knock off the Green Bay Packers on the road. And they have to hope that the Rams can beat the Seahawks, which they will already know that result before they kick things off at Lambeau Field. But, J.J., despite all that and despite all the scenarios for the Detroit Lions, and you know what, credit to Dan Campbell for riding the ship. That's been a fun team to watch. And Jared Goff, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He has been sensational. And the way he's been able to operate that offense, I mean, he has been a revelation this year, and I have to give a lot of credit where credit is due. That Lions team has really fought and battled through adversity to give themselves an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and so I do need to share some respect for the Detroit Lions, but all things considered, the Green Bay Packers are a very dangerous team right now, JJ. They've won four in a row. They're about to win a fifth on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers You do not go against them in big moments. Defensively, they're getting that pass rush going with Preston Smith. And then you're also seeing Jair Alexander, who's starting to make plays on the ball. Rasul Douglas, you're starting to see a team that has gotten hot at the right time. And you do not want to face them in the playoffs. And right now, with their ability to run the ball with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and then the emergence of Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson... I like Green Bay to get the job done here, J.J., 27-24. I think the Packers get into the playoffs after what has been a wild season with a ton of turmoil, but I like Green Bay here.
2: I know I've been on Detroit bandwagon for a lot of these last few weeks, and I think they've shown a stepped up for a lot of different reasons, but Green Bay has came out as a different team moving forward here in this second half of the season. I think they got a, a, a mad Aaron Rodgers over there that heard the noise, and he's a guy that don't, you know, when it comes to playoffs and doing different things, man, he's a legend and making things and pulling things off. And the game is actually in limbo, which I think is an advantage to Green Bay. They know how to play in those circumstances. And like I told you, in this late part of the season, it's about the team who runs the ball. So this is gonna be a monster because they both got two running backs that play good with Swift and Williams at the Lions, and as well as Dylan and Williams here at Green Bay as well. So the team that takes takes to takes the ball away and take care of the ball, a team that can go out and run the ball and stop the run. And the team that can get off the field on third time, third down is going to be a team that actually walk away with a victory on this team. And I think for all the reasons that Green Bay have done and shown in the second half of the games, the second half of the season, I think they find a way to get it done against a Detroit team that is going to fight, scratch, and claw. With Dan Kelmore at the head coach, I think Green Bay still finds a way to get an edge. Uh, give me Green Bay to take care of business up in Limbo. We're both going with the
3: Green Bay Packers here. J.J. should be a fun one to close out week 18 as we get ready for the postseason. But again, that does it for today's podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. And again, J.J., appreciate you, man, joining the podcast as always. It's been fun all season giving these picks. And now we're gearing up for the postseason, man. And so things are getting interesting. Turned up, as they say, in a lot of exciting times here. And so I look forward to being back here next Tuesday and we'll break down week 18 and we'll start previewing round one of the playoffs.
2: Absolutely, man. This is a great part of the season. This is a great part of time to be a part of. We're going to see some real playoff football, even though it's not playoffs yet. It has a lot of playoff feel, a lot of playoff intentions, and um, you're going to get the best of each team, no matter their records or their outcome. It's going to bring some great football. So I'm excited for this last week of football and then to get into the postseason. So I'm just blessed and fortunate to be on this podcast this long with you, Ike. I thank you, man, and I think you got that gold Cowboys poster, man. That was exciting to see. Uh, Man, I'm just excited overall. So Happy New Year to everybody. And looking forward to this week of football. I'm
3: fired up for the poster you sent me, man. It's already hanging up here in my apartment. And uh, you know what I mean? I'm fired up. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys Nation. And I appreciate it, man, always. It's all love. And again, before I do close out the podcast, just one more. I want to send more prayers out to Hamlin that he continues to make a great recovery. And encouraging news this morning. But definitely continue to keep him and his family in our prayers.
2: Absolutely. I'm definitely going to have my ears to the radio to the tv my hands still extended with prayers to him and his family uh, i can't wait to hear the news of him overcoming this and and, and 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 having a testimony to tell us all about it so my hat and prayers are still to them extended to them and his family at this time and the football world as well and the fans as well so um yes i keep my ears and my blessings and prayers still extended towards the hamlet family, family
3: all right brother take care have a blessed rest of the afternoon and we'll see you right back here next tuesday
2: Hey, absolutely same to you, man. Get well and blessing. Everybody
1: in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.